This is the Zen Nova Scotia podcast with talks by Cone Franz. If you would like to support and be part of our community, you can start by visiting zennovascotia.com. I was thinking on the way here how even though we've only been doing this together for a few months, we've already reached that awkward place where I'm not sure anymore what stories I've told you and what stories I haven't told you. And so I fear it starts to look like my marriage where I ask my wife, have I ever told you about the time? And she says, yes, yes, you did. But I'm going to start with one of my favorite stories today. Uh, this is a story from Berkeley Zen Center. There was a student there. This, this was quite a ways back, I believe. Uh, and one night he had a dream. And it felt to him like a very, very meaningful dream. It felt important. And when he woke up, it was very vivid in his mind. And, and he rushed to the Berkeley Zen Center and he knocked on the door. Uh, and his teacher opened the door and, and the student said to the teacher, you have to hear about this dream I just had. And his teacher said, no, I don't, and closed the door. There are a lot of things to say about this story. But tonight I want to pose at the beginning of this conversation the question of these two characters, the student and the teacher. Which one was holding back? Part of the language around this tradition, and I, I like it, so I use it maybe more than even than some, has to do with commitment, with, with doing something 100%, doing something wholeheartedly. I like to talk about things in this way. This feels true to me, and I, I do believe that it's central, this, this idea of committing completely. But it's also very easy to misunderstand this, and it's very easy to misrepresent this. And so today, I wanted to try to unpack it a little bit. The way that we might misunderstand this, if I say that, that the essence of this practice is to not hold back, to not withhold from others, what we might envision is something like a jack-in-the-box, where we kind of bah, burst upon the world. Ever the, the universe can be overwhelmed by the power that we're bringing to it, right? The intensity of this, whatever this is, that we're kind of exploding all the time. And it doesn't help that that's actually a very appealing idea, right? 
that somehow I'm going to generate this energy and that in every moment of every day, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to leave everything on the floor. But not holding back, it doesn't mean that there's nothing you hold back. It's not that simple. It's also not, for the, the sake of saying it, it's not about being extroverted or introverted. It's not about this kind of skill set in which you can present to the world in some confident way and have the world receive that. That's also not the idea of not holding back. Though it's very easy for us to fall into that trap and, and imagine that it can only look like one thing. Not holding back. Of course, it's easier to talk about what it isn't than what it is. But it's going beyond your comfort level. If you imagine uh, lifting weights, right? if you're lifting weights that just aren't really that difficult for you, that's holding back. Right? That doesn't mean that you're supposed to go and pick up the heaviest thing and grunt and scream. But we discover what not holding back is in the moment when we've reached our limit. We're at or very, very near muscle fatigue. And we make a decision. We say, well, good work. And we put it down. Or we stay there with that. And we try to push beyond. What our body is telling us we can do. That's a kind of offering. Anytime you offer something, let me start that over. Anything that we call an offering in this tradition is not something that you can easily define or control. If you know exactly what you're capable of and then you do that, that is not an offering. If you think you know what you're capable of and then you bang up against that, that can be offering. But in that sense, it's always a little bit messy because you're always going into a place that you can't see clearly. Offering always has the feeling of if you, if you take a step down a set of stairs in perfect darkness, for just a second you don't know 
you're not completely sure when your feet are going to touch. There has to be that stepping off. I'll share another story that I've probably also told you. I, uh, I have one experience of, of koan practice. And I, I perform miserably in that context. But I have this one thing that I took from it that was very powerful for me and that I think about often. And it was that uh, I, was, I was given this koan and I went and I sat with it. And when I came back, this was in Japan, I presented my, my understanding to the teacher. And the way that I did it was to say, I think... And part of this is because I really was just saying, I think, and partly because this is a, a construction of the Japanese language that, that when you're speaking kind of softly, everything ends with to'omo, right? You're always saying, you're qualifying everything. And when I first did this, he didn't even listen to my, what I was trying to present. He just said, never. Never use that kind of qualifier in this room. If you have something to say, say it because you believe it. And if you don't have anything you believe, don't come into this room. It was a huge idea for me because I thought that I could just kind of throw some stuff at the wall and see if it stuck. You know, I had a, I had a backup plan too. So I thought, well, next time I go in, I'll try this one. If this one doesn't work, I'll try this one. But the message was very clear. You have to find some place, some statement, some truth, where you're willing to risk something. You're willing to put yourself out there. And you don't know what you'll get in return. Imagine, this is what I've been thinking about all day. Imagine if you say to yourself today that tomorrow you will not say anything that you do not know to be true. In my case, I know that tomorrow I would say very little. Very little. What if tomorrow you decided that you would not say anything unless you were willing to take that risk? I know for one thing that I would be much less sarcastic than I am. And I would be much more cautious about the way I speak about other people.
you want to imagine a different version of this, imagine that you're backstage in a theater and the curtains are closed and someone is pushing you out onto the stage and they're pushing you. While that's happening, you can still say, I don't want to go on. I don't want to go on the stage. It's okay. But then they open the curtains and you're there. And 2,000 people who have been waiting for something are there and they're watching you. What do you offer? What does it mean in that moment to hold back? What does it mean in that moment to step off into that darkness? What does it mean to be generous? I want to go back to the story at the beginning. The student said to his teacher, you have to hear about this dream. And the teacher said, no, I don't. And he closed the door. My understanding of this story is that the student is holding back. It looks like the opposite because the student is exposing himself, right? He's trying to open himself up to his teacher. He went all the way to the Zen center to knock on the door to do this. Right? But if we think about it, we see that he had a dream, and that dream was very meaningful. That dream awakened something in him. Something on which he could act. But his response when he wakes up is not to live according to the dream, not to let the dream shape him. His response is to hold that part back because that is still too great a risk. So he converts the dream into a narrative and he goes to share it with someone else. In spite of how some of the stories look, the the punchline of Zen practice is never, hey, I figured something out. Never. In fact, it's at the moment that we say that, that we often lose touch with the thing that just went in front of our eyes. Whereas the teacher knew immediately, I'm being asked to participate in someone else's story. This person is asserting something that I absolutely know is not true. If I say, you have to hear about this dream, I'm saying that your life is not complete until you do. 
he knew that his life was fine. <laughs> so he just shut the whole thing down and he closed the door. That's a wonderful moment. We have so few people in our lives who might offer us that moment. So few. So few people who, when we say to them, hey, you know, I, 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 I want to amend my story about what I'm going to do if I win the lottery. So, many, so few friends who will say, no, you don't have to tell me that. You can keep that one to yourself. But for your friend to do that is to not hold back. It's generous. And sometimes for us to choose not to say something is also not holding back. It's a great experiment. And it's one where I know I frequently fail. I'll stop there. For more information about Zen, our practice, and how you can support and take part in our community, please visit zennovascotia.com. <laughs>